Welcome to the Road to Zero, a future-proof podcast, as we explore the changing nature of our economy as we look for prosperity and opportunity in not only preserving, but also improving our environment. Today on the Road to Zero, we're talking to Sada Mahajan of Anova Energy, based in Edmonton, Alberta. Welcome, Sada. Good to see you again. Thank you, Nick. Thanks for having me here. All right. So tell us a little bit, before we get into what you, work you do at ANOVA and what ANOVA does, I'd just like to hear how you got into the, what I like to call the carbon economy, really dealing with reducing emissions for companies and really making a, a difference, I guess, in the big goals we all have. So tell me a bit how you ended up here. Yeah, sure. Uh, so uh, I would say it just came very organically to me and... Uh, I started off as a botany honors and it just had a component of uh, clean energy and renewable energy where biofuels become part of plants and how plants have a role to play as an energy sources. And that just started the interest in the subject. Eventually, I, I took uh, natural resources management and did my majors in energy. It was very organically that I started picking all those subjects that were in and around energy subject. And once I went into that, I... I I think it was just purely, probably I have to give credit to my professors and the people I got an opportunity to work with who were self-driven as well and gave me an opportunity to learn more about this. And I'm glad that I'm part of this now, especially because this is the need of art and there's no way to go back to fossil fuels in 100%. So yes, uh, I'm happy that I'm in this field and to be able to contribute in any way is something that I really enjoy. And tell us a bit of the work that you do specifically at ANOVA. What's the, what's the goal of ANOVA and what kind of projects do you guys take on? Yeah, so we are essentially an energy uh, a consultancy and the brokerage firm. We help our clients across Canada, uh, especially in the deregulated markets in the space of retail, commercial energy, that's electricity and natural gas. But via our uh, long-term relationships with clients and how we are helping them uh, to manage their energy accounts. We've uh, been very frequently in uh, recent years, we've been getting a question from them that how do they go green in terms of energy consumption or how do they make an energy buying decision that makes their businesses more sustainable? So that was a question that came to us and our journey in terms of providing solutions in this carbon offset and green energy space started. Uh, and uh, this is essentially one of the big things that we are doing right now, helping companies, uh, regardless of what sector they belong to, be it oil and gas, retail, real estate, or any size. Uh, we help them to identify their uh, areas where they want to go clean. Energy be has always been the major source of pollution or carbon emissions, and we help them uh, offset their emissions at a reasonable price point as a brokerage firm. Okay. And and that's a really interesting subject, that whole piece of the offset. Can you let us know, how does that work in Canada, the, the, these offset? Like where do you get them and, and, and what is what is the, um, I guess, regulatory structure here in Canada? Uh, yeah. So uh, this basically has its uh, very strong footing in Greenhouse Gas Emissions Act that government had taken out i am if i'm not sure i it was i think 2017 but uh paris agreement was really uh of a, a point a time in across the world 
whoever took part in COP uh, to have some serious commitments and lay down some strict regulations and action plan. Uh, and that's what Canada, being very serious about that, did the same thing here. Uh, it started off having with carbon tax that we all pay for the consumption of natural gas. And alongside, there is also output-based performance, uh, output-based performance system, OBPS, uh, which basically taxes you for any emissions that's uh, uh, in addition to natural gas consumption. So uh, every every this is at federal level, but many provinces such as uh, uh, I think it was British Columbia and Alberta, including which already had a carbon regulation in place, but they have just recently, in recent years, evolved it and framed it around the federal system just so that they can align and be inconsistent with the, the federal regulations. Okay, so we have the, like I said, the carbon tax we all know, charged at the pump, charged for natural gas usage. And this other piece where a company's emission is is calculated or measured and they actually pay a, a surtax on that based on how much carbon they emit. Yes, and uh, another thing is that there are some companies which are not emitting that much, but they still want to, if they wish to go green, either via compliance or as an environmental stewardship, they always have an option to still go green and buy these carbon offsets. Uh, province like Alberta has its own carbon registry uh, from where they can either buy verified and certified offsets and opt in uh, for the regulation that's uh, available here, or uh, they can otherwise also buy these carbon offsets and make them as part of their ESG counting or corporate social responsibility. So basically, based on those emissions, you either pay for the amount, like the the, uh, the amount for the carbon, or you can buy some offsets. Or you can invest. You can also invest in some kind of fund as well as a car, like a fund that's paying to develop technologies. Like there's a couple of places you can go to just giving tax money to the government. Like yes. That. Yeah. So essentially, uh, how federal uh, regulation is laid and based on which every province has, most of the provinces have their uh, reframed their regulations. Uh, is either you can just reduce your emissions. That's the easiest way to go about it. Second, you can. Uh, uh, purchase verified offsets which have to be made in Canada and it's a good way to have, go for made in Canada why they have this regulation just so, they ha- just so that they can have their uh, uh, country level reductions uh, third is to buy some tradable offsets such as emission performance credits something like uh, if uh, an obligated entity has already reduced their uh, reduced below the threshold given to them they can trade that difference and other company which cannot, uh, due to whatever reasons, cannot are not in a position to reduce their emissions can purchase those. So kind of a cap and trade uh, uh, arrangement, which I think is available in Quebec. But you have got these uh, operations uh, valid and, valid and uh, acceptable under federal regulations as well. And fourth option is that you can definitely pay per ton uh, cost of it which will go into innovation fund that's either available at provincial level based on the uh, province that has the carbon regulation or will go to federal level. Okay. So either way, the money paid into it goes towards developing industries, what I hear. It's not just an extra tax the way it's designed. Okay. And then we talked a bit about those offsets. So I guess one question, so there's Canadian offsets and how how do non-Canadian offsets fit in? Can you 
uh, here the regulation has you have to have Canadian offsets, but can you are you able to take advantage of non-Canadian offsets? Absolutely. Uh, in fact, there are many companies which are doing that. Unfortunately, so far, uh, non-Canadian offsets are not accepted as uh, if you're planning to comply to regulations and have some benefits out of that. Uh, that's not so far acceptable under regulations. However, there are several businesses, especially in retail and real estate, which have uh, global presence and they actually want to reduce their global emissions. So there is always an option of, uh, uh, you know, combining the offsets within Canada or buying entirely uh, international credits. There uh, And in order to be able to know that whether you're investing the money in is verified, there are always third-party uh, verifications available for these offsets or renewable energy certificates uh, that will assure that you are protected as a customer, as a consumer of this offset. When they say, when it says protected as a consumer, that means these offsets that you're purchasing are not duplicated or not sold to anyone else, and that plant is actually offsetting carbons. So there are third-party uh, uh, certifications as well, such as gold standards. Uh, verified carbon standard, uh, Ecologo. Ecologo is very popular in Canada. So these are a few of the options. Uh, then there is a green, a green e-climate. These are all third-party verifications that help you to know that what you're going to purchase is uh, verified, valid, and is not duplicated. Yeah, that's an interesting point because I guess it's pretty easy to say we have these offsets for sale, but are, are they selling to multiple people? Or, or like the example of you know this this uh, plantation of planting trees, and then a year later just goes up in smokes, like we're seeing in a lot of places. So yes, imagine these. Yes, I was. Yeah, I mean these are some of the things that we've actually heard from some of our clients, uh, and which are, are completely understandable because carbon offset market is still very uh, unregulated but very popular, demanding, and is picking up a lot. And while the company, while the governments are trying to standardize the whole procedure of purchasing, procuring, and registering, uh, there are several, uh, there are certain cases wherein you are you are inclined towards uh, a forestation kind of offset, and uh, it turns out that it it was just forest fire that just destroyed the whole plantation. So uh, you just need to know that that's why these third party certifications have a role to play. Uh, which I said that they protect uh, the your money in terms of where you are investing and make sure that what you are spending on is verified. There are sometimes that some says that yes, we'll be planting uh, some tree plantation project that never came up yet you spent on that. So did you actually indirectly offset your emissions? So yes, uh, third party certification has a major role to play, especially until the market gets standardized and beyond that as well. Yeah, and imagine there's like all sorts of different offset. They're not all equal. And when it comes to offset, is there differences in prices or are they pretty much the same price or is it really, is there a variation out there? Uh, there is going to be differences in prices. Uh, it's come, uh, three, there can be any reason behind that. It's not, it depends on what kind of a project is it, how much technology is involved in that. Another thing is which location it is at, how remote is it from your location? where you want to actually offset your emissions and which year. So the vintage of the offsets, uh, which year it was offset uh, is also something that determines the price of uh, these offsets. 
Yeah, it's an interesting thing because because uh, I know in Canada the cost of carbon goes is going up over time. Now, right now, what what's the cost of carbon right now? Without, uh, within it's the forty dollars per ton. Okay, and how and where is that going in the the future? Uh, so they have increased it from uh, twenty uh, fifty dollars until twenty twenty two to one seventy dollars in next eight years, which means which was this carbon tax, which was increasing by ten dollars per ton each year, and which was supposedly going to be fifty dollars next year uh, on April one, would be next year to in twenty twenty three would be touching seventy five, which is a way big amount, uh, increasing fifteen dollars per ton. Okay, so big increase from what it was before. So it's going to be increasing. Is it fifteen or twenty dollars a year until it reaches the uh, until it reaches uh, one seventy dollars by twenty thirty? So you can see that there is a the, the the cost of using carbon technologies or technologies that create carbon is going to go up fairly dramatically. So having seen that, have you seen a big shift in the behavior of the industry or basically your market you're in? Have you seen a a big increase in people getting into the carbon market and looking to offset their uh, their carbon? Yes, actually, the reason why they are not just trying to do, like, go for green options. Uh, another reason why they want to go green is also the consumer base that is wanting to invest in those companies, in stocks of those companies, where uh, which are going green, which are taking sustainability initiatives. And there are this immense study that's already available that says that energy is Energy consumption is the biggest source of carbon offsets for any company, uh, for sorry, for carbon emissions for any company, whether it's retail, real estate, industries, anything. So, uh, yes, there is a lot of inquiry and there is an internal push within the company to go green, to stay sustainable, become sustainable and be in the market for long run. So the push is not just internally, but also the consumer base who's wanting to go for those companies and those choices, which are uh, choosing to go green or sustainable. Okay. So a lot of consumer pressure. And on top of that, that financial pressure of that cost of doing nothing is going to go up. And, and imagine yeah. too, with the reduction in, in cost of solar and renewable energy, it's making it even more attractive to do the switch, I imagine. Yeah, uh, it's uh, one of the easiest, easier way, especially when you're not uh, doing, uh, when you're not complying to the regulations yet, you want to have some sustainable investments in your uh, business. That's one of the uh, ways that uh, businesses are finding uh, uh, financially suitable for them for long run, uh, because they're not just uh, reducing their emissions but they are also investing in those projects therefore diversifying uh, diversifying their portfolio of investments uh, which are actually clean energy projects so uh, you're doing an in-house favor as well as you are actually cutting the emissions and in, and we've talked a little bit about the buyer opportunity of being able to offset your your um, your emissions now what are the opportunities from from someone that actually invests in technology and is able to go below the thresholds and maybe even capture some additional excess carbon. So what's the opportunities for them to take advantage of this market and actually sell credits? There are, there's a lot of projects like this and uh, some of the information, because I'm in Alberta, so I've got more information of Alberta. But uh, if you check carbon uh, registry of Alberta, it actually lists out all the projects which are doing carbon offsets, uh, which are producing carbon offset credits through such kind of projects. So be it uh, capturing your waste heat, 
or uh, hydrogen fuels or bionimethanation projects from landfills. These are some of the very innovative, very simple projects, but they're not letting the carbon uh, release. And that is an additional value, uh, additionality that they're bringing to the whole project. And they're, that's why they're able to sell off the carbon credits for these. They're, it's good that uh, these uh, projects are very innovative in a way, giving opportunities of uh, not just innovations, but employment as well. Okay, so we can see there's an advantage of going down that path because then there's also another way to capitalize on it and just uh, your 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 basic market equation. So, so that's one yes. advantage of yeah. the current market. Okay. Yeah. And tell us what kind of what's the the main customer you tend to work for? Like who? What's the I guess your 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 typical profile, or is it quite a range of different companies that you you assist or work with? Yeah, uh, uh, so due to non-disclosure agreements, I cannot give you the the specific details, but I can definitely assure you that every single day we are getting so many calls in terms of just to understand how they could actually uh, offset their emissions, especially that's coming from their energy aspect. So it is typically called one and scope two emissions. Uh, how they could offset that, what could be their options of purchasing uh, uh, green energy or making an energy bank decision that makes their business more sustainable. And uh, these inquiries and these requests are not just coming from any particular sector, but across the board, be it oil and gas, be it retail, uh, grocers, uh, wholesale markets, real estates, everybody wants to go green and because they know that this is there's no way to go back from this. And would you say it's is that has it been just in the last year or has it been the last two years that you've seen more interest, maybe a bit of more of a surge happening in this in this area? Uh yeah, so the research has been quite constant in that way, but the whole idea of people becoming aware, the businesses becoming aware of what's happening in the market and in their own sectors, how people are making uh, shifts, not a 100% shift, but eventually and gradually diversifying their sources is something that's uh, that, that has just mobilized the whole thing. And uh, this trend has been seen in last three, three, four years a lot. And with the um, announcement of... Uh, increasing uh, carbon tax from just uh, $50 in 2022 to $170 in the next eight years has been quite a um, driver in terms of people getting aware of these things, especially yeah. in the Canadian market. Yeah. And, and imagine, especially in the Canadian market with the, the last Supreme Court case on that really kind of like, there's no more option. It's either you go this way, you go that way, right? You t- you change your business or you, you'll pay the cost. There's really no option at that point. Yeah, I think in the long run, this is uh, something that's helpful for us because, uh, uh, I mean, there is much evidence available already that how glaciers are melting. And major source of any climate change has been through fossil fuels. So if you cannot completely remove fossil fuels, which I don't think so is going to happen in the next 50, 60 years, you can at least diversify uh, your portfolio of energy production and consumption. And then the role your company has is it's really because because I hear there's 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 a lot of different rules depending where you are you've got different opportunities so it can be very a very confusing market especially as everybody's just learning things are really developing so what role do you bring to a company that comes up to say I 
I, we need to go somewhere. We're not sure where. So what's usually the process you follow, what you provide to your customers? So uh, what we typically do is we, it's very important that solutions that we would like to provide to them actually matches companies' goals and interest as well as the budget. Our idea is to make them uh, identify the areas where they want to reduce uh, their emissions. That could be scope one, scope two, or scope three. Uh, I mean, just direct or indirect emissions, what areas they want to do that. And uh, based on the company's interest and what they are looking for in terms of offsets, we provide them with options of uh, Canadian and non-Canadian emissions reductions that can be in form of renewable energy certificates or carbon offset projects. So, uh, and we make sure our USP here is that we make sure that what money they're spending, because it's not an easy money, it's, it's going to be a good money. A decent money that that that's very important to be discussed, uh, but uh, making sure that that money is still reasonable for the amount that they are looking to offset, as well as uh, is verified by a third party. It's very important because uh, otherwise, uh, they, 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 it should be worth it completely. So finding those uh, reasonable price points and with the verifications, that's our USB. And what um, what would you recommend a company that's starting this path? What what would you recommend they look at or do to to start with? I would say that uh, uh, it's very important to first in house to see what are the areas of interest in companies' goals, and if you see that energy is some area uh, where you want to see the reductions, know how much you are uh, consuming in form of natural gas or electricity or steam or any form of energy, how much you are uh, consuming otherwise in traveling. Uh, And when I say traveling, it's like employee commutation. That can really get a little bit complicated. But in terms of energy, how much you're consuming directly and indirectly, once you have those estimated or rough numbers handy, uh, we're here to help. Uh, We can tell you exactly how much uh, can be met, uh, can be offset uh, through what's available in the market. Okay, so it's really good to know the the impact, kind of do the numbers. Uh, and I imagine there's a lot of like easy, low-hanging fruit of changing a couple of behaviors to have some dramatic reductions. And then, then after that, it's the offsetting work that starts and finding out which credits or which ways to invest or what technology to shift into. Yes, and we uh, while we are doing this, we also make sure we are not just selling them just for the sake of it, just to make some business or anything. But we make sure that give them a background of the project that they are, what we are presenting to you, how it is actually offsetting carbon emissions and how it would be beneficial for your project. So providing a complete market information, project information, and the price that could back the price point, just so that they can make an informed business decision. Yeah, so really here, your your job is to really clarify, make that a little bit simpler and uh, be yeah. their advocate in, in the journey. I know the field can be very uh, complicated because it's very dynamic right now. It's evolving every single day in terms of the market requirements, in terms of regulations and policies. That's where our role also comes in, that we explain them what the market is typically performing and simplify those jargonish words for them. Uh, so that they can better understand what they're getting into. Well, thank you for being a, a guide into this new economy. And thank you for the time today to really guide us through some of these concepts. And very much appreciate it. And I'm very good to see you again. Yeah, same here. Thanks for this opportunity. And yeah, thank you very much. Enjoy your day.
To hear more about our podcasts, showcase events, or on the FutureProof Network, please visit us at www.futureproof-network.com.